when you look at Proverbs uh, chapter 2, a word that is repeated is the word pleasant. Uh, so Proverbs chapter 2 is saying that if divine wisdom penetrates your heart and your mind, it creates a pleasant life. It creates this protection, it guards you, and if you allow divine wisdom to be written on your heart, if you let it penetrate your heart and your mind, it'll create a pleasant life. Uh, Proverbs chapter three, our chapter today, talks about how if you let divine wisdom penetrate your heart and your mind, if you let it be written in your heart, it creates a serene life. Um, so if you let divine wisdom penetrate your heart and your mind, you will have a pleasant life, you will have a serene life, you will have a peaceful life. So if we really want to live peaceful lives, the answer doesn't lie without. It actually lies within. Doesn't matter how crazy the world outside might be, and it, even if your problems don't change, if you let divine wisdom penetrate your heart and your mind, no matter what you're going through, you are going to have a pleasant and serene life. Um, not only a pleasant and serene life, but our specific passage today, uh, King Solomon says, if divine wisdom penetrates your heart and your mind, it creates a straight path. Modern translation, it creates a beautiful life. If you allow divine wisdom to penetrate your heart and your mind, to be written in your heart, you will have a beautiful life inside out. Uh, that's what uh, you know, we can see from our passage today. There's a specific wisdom that comes from God that leads to a beautiful life, both inside and out. And, uh, you know, that's the wisdom that, that wisdom is from the passage that we share today. So we're going to see what is that divine wisdom that is needed uh, in order for you and me uh, to be able to live and have a beautiful life. The first thing, the first part of the wisdom that we get from King Solomon today, the divine wisdom that is necessary to live and to have this beautiful life, the first thing that King Solomon says is to trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you actually want this kind of life, if you want your life to turn out beautiful at the end of your life and throughout your life, and you're going to need a divine wisdom to get you there. And the first part of that divine wisdom is to learn how to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Here, heart, of course, I'm sure you know because of the great preaching you get here, but heart means not just the emotions, but it's the will, it's the mind, it's, the emo it's everything, the core of who you are. So, Solomon is saying, trust in God 
with everything that you've got. Trust in him more than anything else. Like really, really trust in him. Trust in him as if he, as if he was so real to you. Trust in him like you would trust the one thing or the one person that you, you, you think can save you from your circumstances or your problems. Trust in God like, if, like, like how you trust the government. <laughs> trust in God like how you trust your stimulus check. You know, trust in God like you trust the most powerful person that you know that you think can save you from all of your problems. Trust in God like you trust your paycheck, like that real kind of trust. Trust that he can actually deliver you, he, you can rely on him and he can fix your problems. He has an answer to your problem. Trust in a way where you know he will not fail you and he will actually deliver you from your problems. Like really trust in him as if he was real and trust in him more than anything else. Uh, so that's you know, the first part of the wisdom that uh, King Solomon is sharing with us. But trust is only necessary, if you think about it, trust is only necessary when we are in trouble. We don't really need to trust when life is good. We don't need to trust in God or anything or anyone when everything is perfect. So here, when it's being said to trust in God, it, it's implying we do it when life is hard, when there is no way out, when we're in trouble. That's the time, the only time you can actually really practice and show trust. There's no way we can actually say that we trust in God if we only do it in the good times. We don't need to trust in God in the good times. Whether we trust who we trust or whether we trust in God is only shown when times are hard. That's the only time we get to actually practice trust in God and actually see him come and deliver us. When we are really struggling in our moments of trouble, we will show who and what we trust in. And King Solomon is saying, in those times when you actually have to trust, make sure that you trust in the Lord with all your heart. Uh, to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts means that we trust in Him when things don't make sense when things don't go according to our time frame, when we don't agree with God, when we are actually suffering. To trust in God means that when we are suffering, we actually choose to say, I don't know why God is putting me through this. I don't like suffering. But God must know something I don't know. He knows that I need this right now. This, this suffering is good for me right now. He's, he's using it to actually grow me and do something in my life. So although I don't understand, although I wouldn't have chosen it for myself, I will choose to trust in God because he knows that I need this at this moment. So trust only is um, good when we have no other option but to trust in Him, when we are in suffering. When we choose to continue to trust in Him 
even when everything is so hard, believing that he knows better, believing that he's allowing this right now at this moment in my life because I actually need it. Because he knows something, he needs to change something about me and at this moment, this suffering is the only thing that will change me more according to the will of God. So I'm going to trust when it's hard, when it's suffering, when it's not according to my timing because he knows better until he takes away the suffering. So that's what it means to trust in the Lord. We do it when it's inconvenient. We do it when we don't understand. We do it when it's hard. We do it when there is suffering. We do it when there is hardship because we believe we, that he knows better and he knows that we need this at this moment in our lives. Suffering also has this, um, a trust here also has this picture of somebody that is completely laying on the floor face down because they are so hopeless about their situation. Have you ever gotten to a place where there's just no way out and you're just so defeated and depleted that the only thing you can do is lay down face down and just completely be hopeless about your situation? King Solomon is saying, especially, especially trust God in those times. Especially when there's no way out, when you've tried everything, nobody else can deliver you, nobody else can help you, there is no hope. Trust in God that he will get you through, that the suffering will last as long as he thinks is needed, but he will get you through and you will come out of this. This is a time where you really, really need to trust in him. When everything is hopeless, trust that he has the power to get you out, to solve your impossible problem, your impossible situation, trust that he will deliver, rely on him. In his timing, according to his will, he's working something that we don't understand, but, but trust in him. He will deliver. He will get you out. Trust him with all of your heart. Like, like, like you really, really believe this is not gonna last forever. He will get me out of this. Trust that God can actually do that in your life. I have a member in my church. Her name is Dao. She's the only uh, Vietnamese uh, member that I have in my church. Um, and, uh, you know, Dao, she, she, she let me share this story with, you know, when I preach. So I'm sharing with her permission. Uh, she, she said I could share it at my church, but, you know, I'm also preaching here, so, and none of you guys know her, so it should be okay. <laughs> Dao, she's a single mom, two kids, divorced, and uh, as a single mom, she went through a lot. She couldn't support herself nor her kids in and out of homeless shelters for many years hopeless, utterly hopeless uh, for almost seven years. She couldn't land a job, didn't matter how much she tried, life will just not get better. She ran out of options, ran out of people to help her. Then one, time, one day when she was so hopeless, she came to me and she grabbed my hands and she said, can you please pray for me? There's nothing, there, I, I see no way out, there's no more hope, there's nothing else. I, there's nothing else I can do. Can you please pray for me? 
when she was utterly hopeless. The one thing that she was barely holding on to was that when everybody else failed her, maybe just maybe God can still rescue her from her current situation. So she suffered for more than seven years. We prayed, we prayed, and we wrestled and prayed. And, and during, those, during those years of suffering, something that we, we, we see starting to happen was that she started getting closer to God. Every, she lost everything. She was going in and out of homeless shelters, struggling a lot. But somehow, that time was being used for her to really remove anything in her life, any idol that she was trusting in the past to really, really, really trust in the Lord with all her heart. And it came down to the moment where she had nothing else, nobody else to trust in. And she said, let's pray. Please pray for me. And her last resort was just trust that maybe God can do something for her when she saw no way out of her situation. Today, especially this year, uh, Dao, she has three jobs, <laughs> uh, three companies that are now fighting for her uh, services. These are, not, these are not just like your uh, low uh, uh, minimum wage, you know, paying companies. The, these are good jobs, like uh, jobs for an electric car company. She, work, she works for UCI right now. Another company what wants to, uh, her to work for them. They would pay her so much, and then they all were competing for her. <laughs> So they were raising the salary so that, you know, she'll come and work for them. And she was saying, at this rate, she said this to me a couple of months ago, but she said, at this rate, with the salary I'm about to get, I think I can buy a house by the end of the year. Um, when she was so hopeless, the only thing, the only one she can rely on and trust in was God. He let her be in that suffering for a little bit because he was accomplishing something in her life like getting her closer to him. But when it was time, he rescued, he delivered her out in a big, big way. So her financial situation completely turned around. I just hope she remembers a church when times get good and the offering goes high because now she makes a lot more. But that's what King Solomon is saying to you and to me today. This is what it looks like to trust in God. You trust that he will deliver. He will not leave you where you're at. If he does, you trust that he knows better, he knows why. There's a reason for it now you don't understand, but stay in it, stay trusting until he comes to rescue, deliver, open doors, open paths in your life. And uh, so, so that's the first part of the wisdom that Solomon shares with us that if it penetrates your heart and mind, if it's written in our hearts, it'll lead to a beautiful life, to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. And to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts means we don't lean on our own understanding. To trust in God with all of our hearts means we do not lean on our own understanding. Uh, here Solomon is trying to show how foolish it is to lean on our own understanding. That's why he uses the word lean. 
is weak, is foolish, is like leaning on a broken crutch. You know, in the Old Testament, if you trusted in anything other than God, it was considered a false security, something that would very soon just break down, disappear, somebody that could not, that didn't have the power to withstand. If you think about it, we as human beings, we don't get to choose anything. Have you noticed that? We don't, we don't even have the power to choose where to be born, where to, you know, who, you know, all of those things about life. The only thing, when suffering comes, we don't get to choose whether suffering comes or not. We don't really get to choose as human beings. The only thing we can do is respond when things have come upon us. So you see how foolish it would be to trust in such weak creatures, leaning on our own understanding, rather than actually trusting in God. But so often, that's what we do in life. We think God is powerless, and we think we can do better, and we choose to lean on our own understandings. And Solomon here is trying to show us how foolish that is, that to trust in the Lord means to not lean on our own understanding. Uh, this, in my opinion, means at least a couple of things. If you are the type of person that is maybe a little bit more negative, a little bit more fearful, maybe a little bit more pessimistic about life, and you only think bad things will happen to you, you're only worried about all the bad things that will happen to you, then Solomon is saying to you today, do not lean on your own understanding. <laughs> Most likely that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Did you know that all, of the thing, all the bad things that we think are gonna happen to us, out of all of those things, usually only 5% ever comes true. That means, there, that means there's 95% chance that all the fears you have will never come true. All the bad things are gonna happen in your life, they're actually never going to happen. You're worrying for things that will actually never come to pass. This means, to lean, not lean on our own understanding means, uh, for those of us who are a little bit more pessimistic, uh, not to think, not to believe that everything bad that we think is gonna to happen to us will actually come to pass. Most likely, it will not happen. Don't lean on your own understanding. On the other hand, for those of us who are a little bit more confident and we plan everything out, we know exactly how things will go, we have everything figured out, and if it doesn't happen, we need to trust in God and not lean on our understanding and believe that what actually did happen, that went not according to our plans, is actually what we needed to ask for, like Tim Keller would say, what we needed to ask for if we knew all the things that God actually knows, this is exactly the path that we should have gone in, exactly what we should have asked for, even though we didn't plan for it. To not lean on our understanding means for those of us who are a little bit more overconfident, we plan everything out, we have everything figured out, it means that if we get something different, that's exactly what we should have asked for. That's exactly the door and the path that God who knows everything has opened for us to walk in. That's what's good for us. 
understand that life might go in that direction. So that's, uh, you know, something that uh, Solomon is sharing with us. The path that leads to a, a beautiful life, the wisdom that is required, the divine wisdom that is required to get there starts with not trusting, I mean, trusting in the Lord with, our, with all of our hearts and not leaning on our own understanding. I was, just, I was reading somewhere this story, I think it was on the news too, about this guy who was trying to fight, flight this jet. You know, he was trying to like flight this jet, uh, this little plane or, or jet. And then uh, the, the, the plane started to uh, tailspin and spin down. And the pilot, you know, he tried very, very hard to pull the yoke, to pull the, to pull the yoke of the plane, uh, you know, up as hard as he possibly, he was pulling on the yoke as, as hard as he possibly could to, to bring the plane back up. But all of a sudden he realized that the moment he stopped pulling and he let go of the yoke, the plane self-corrected itself. That's what King Solomon is saying. You let go, you stop leaning on, our, on your own understanding, and everything self-corrects. You trust in God, you don't pull, you don't lean on our, your understanding, that's how the path to beautiful life is created. When you stop pulling, when you let go, the plane self-corrects itself. So then, I guess the big question is, how can we trust in God with all of our hearts? How can we not lean on our own understanding? Solomon gives us the answer as to how we can do that. You wanna be somebody who really trusts in God with all your heart and somebody who doesn't lean on your own understanding? Then Solomon says, acknowledge God in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. If you really want to trust God, you have to know him. This is how it works in every relationship. You want trust to build, you spend time with that person. You, wanna, you want your trust in God to be higher than trust in yourself, you have to know God. You have to spend time. You, you have to have deep intimacy with him. The only way you can actually trust God is if you really get to know him well by spending time with him. The word acknowledge there is the word yada in the Hebrew, which is, looks like everybody here is an adult, is, is the word that is used between a husband and a wife for sexual intercourse in the Old Testament. Meaning that's the highest level of knowing another human being. The highest level of intimacy that two human beings can have. So when Solomon is using that word, he's saying, you really want to trust God? Then you really have to know God so well. You have to have such intimacy with him so that you can trust him. Don't think you can actually trust in God when you don't actually spend time with him. You don't know him. Like, you know, you, you, it's, it's impossible. In human relationships between us and God, there's no way trust is built without spending time together with each other. So for anybody who really wants to trust in God, you really have to, he has to be your best friend. He has to be part of your every decision in life. He has to accompany you every day in your single life. He has to be everything in your life. You have to spend so much time with him, be so intimate with him 
Know him so well, because that's going to lead you to actually say, you know what? I think God knows better than me, so I'm actually going to trust in him rather than trust in self. You and I, if we start trusting in God like that, because we know him so well, then it says, you, you know God like that, you trust in God like that, then he says, your path will be straight. The path being straight here has two meanings. It has this meaning of a righteous path and a smooth path. Meaning you live this way, you build this kind of intimacy with God, you get to know God this well, and because of that you trust in God, and every decision that you make will be a righteous decision. Guess how a beautiful life gets built? A beautiful life gets built one righteous decision at a time. A beautiful life is not built overnight. A beautiful life can, a beautiful path, a beautiful life cannot be built when we are living in sin. Sin leads in the other direction. Sin leads in the direction of destruction. There's no life that can be built into a beautiful life when there's sin involved. Sin self-destructs. So the only way to actually build this life that you and I want, a beautiful path, a beautiful life here on earth, it's by learning how to trust in him because we know him so well. And because of that, each decision that we make will be the righteous decision, even if it costs you and me. Even if we have to lose our job for doing the right thing, we'll choose to do that because we trust in him more than in trying to you know, keep our jobs, knowing that he will deliver, knowing that he knows better because we're trying to honor him. And when we start to live that way, even when it costs us, we're compounding and we're building a beautiful life. A beautiful life is built one righteous decision, one godly decision, because we know God so well, we know what he likes, what he doesn't like, we seek to please him so much, every decision that we make is for him, even if it costs us because we trust in him, then you have a beautiful life. And that's, you know, what um, Solomon is sharing with us today. There's a Portuguese proverb that says, God rides straight with crooked lines. <laughs> you give yourself to God. You trust in him. You know him. You really make him everything in your life. And he will make your life beautiful. Um, I was listening to The Fish. I don't know if you guys listen to The Fish. Christians of the past, we listen to The Fish. <laughs> it's a Christian radio station, in case you don't know. But many years ago, I was listening to a story uh, of this pastor who came out on the show, and he was sharing a story. Maybe some of you heard it too. He was sharing a story of a member of his church. And there was a story about how he had this uh, member of his church uh, who, you know, she was, she was like the best member of his church. She was the godliest woman. She served so much and she supported the pastor, like her, his best member. And he has such high, you know, things to say about her and she was his best member, but she was single. 
And she desperately wanted to get married, and for many, many years, she prayed and prayed and prayed for God to send somebody to the church so she can marry him. One day, finally, this guy, he walks into the church, you know, and like immediately she, she thinks, this is the guy that I've been praying for my whole life. You know, he's so good looking, so faithful, so godly. Immediately they hit it off. They both liked each other. Things were progressing fast. And they actually decided to get married and have a wedding and get married. So, you know, they sent out all the invitations for the wedding. Everything was planned. The wedding was in two weeks. Everything was going so perfectly. She will finally be married to this man that she's been praying for for so many years in just two weeks. And then, you know, everything was planned, everything was good to go. So, you know, as usual, she went into the, her prayer closet because she, to do her intimate time with God, to build her intimacy with God, like she always did, she went into her prayer closet uh, to have, you know, to pray but the more she started praying, she felt that God was strongly impressing on her heart not to marry this man. Uh, she was confused, she was upset, she couldn't understand. She even thought about not going to the prayer closet until after the wedding so she doesn't have to hear from God again for two weeks. She wanted to do everything in her power to lean on her own understanding and do what she wanted, what she thought was right. But in the end, because of her intimacy with God, because she trusted God more than she trusted herself, she decided to trust in God and call the wedding off. Calls the guy, hey, you know, you will never understand, but sorry, I can't marry you. God said no. All calls all the guests and tells them the wedding is canceled. She's devastated, angry, and bitter at God. How can you do this to me, God? After all, all that I do for you, and after all of these years of praying, how can you do this to me two weeks before my, my wedding when everything was already ready to go? Two weeks later, she found out that this guy was HIV positive. He did not tell her he was a liar, he was a fraud. He was going to marry her without telling her and ruin the rest of her life. Guess who rescued her from that? <laughs> now she's on her knees crying but thanking God that her life is still open to marrying the right guy, building the family she dreamed of because her path is still beautiful because she chose to trust in the Lord with all her heart and not lean on her own understanding. We live in a world where the nations are raging. I don't know if I've lived in a harder, ever lived in a harder time than today. Nations are raging. Food prices are high. Gas prices are high. Life is just Hard wherever you turn. Churches are having a hard time. Everything is hard. But when everything is hard, when everything is chaotic, 
when there doesn't seem to be a straight path. The only way you will make it, the only way you will make it during these times and for the rest of your life and get the kind of life, the kind of beautiful life that you want, the only way you will be able to do that is if you trust in the Lord with all of your heart and not lean on your own understanding. Let's pray.